0: Hi guys, welcome back. So today we have another episode that is in a different format. Uh, We hope that you liked the last episode and that you found it informative. Even though people's Instagram feeds are going back to normal, we didn't want to stop with the conversation. Supporting Black Lives Matter, and we think that we have to keep an open discussion and keep talking about it because some work, a tiny, tiny bit of work has been done, and there is so much more to do. So before we get started, I just want to reference that above our screens, there will be a list of things that you can do to actively help the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, check those out, do everything you can in your power to everyday fight racism and make this country a better place for people of color. So we're really excited to jump into another episode with you guys and just be open and honest and tackle these problems in our society.
1: Yep, like you said, keep the conversation open and even when the news may not be talking about it, you can still talk about it with your family, with your friends, constant communication, honest communication is key. Today, we kind of wanted to talk about the movement, but with kind of a lighter note. And in that we mean talk about it from the celebrities, perspective in terms of what we've been reading and hearing a lot about um, in terms of celebrities that are doing great things for this movement and those that are doing not so great things and how cancel culture has come back in this movement in a way with celebrities. Um, And just kind of give our take on what we're thinking about what some of these people have done because to me, there's like a spectrum. Like there have been some very bad things brought up from some of these celebs' pasts and there's been some things present that have come to light through their actions on social media and the things that they have said. And I, and I knew this was going to happen. Like with movements like this, like you people's true colors come out. Right. And you know, like sometimes it's like, you don't know if silence is better than speaking, but like we established in this case, we do nothing but speak because that's all we can do on a basic level and staying silent isn't an option anymore. But speaking is really biting some people in their behind. Oh yeah. So we want to talk about some of the good things first because there have been some great great positive actions that some of these celebrities have taken. I wanted to start with someone that I brought up last week and that is actress and TV host Amanda Seals. She's I think in her like um, mid-30s African-American. She's actually uh, her mother is from the Caribbean. I forget where specifically but she is most known for being on the show *Insecure* with Issa Rae, and she recently was on the talk show *The Real* with co-hosts like Adrian Bylon, Tamara Mowry, um, Lonnie Love, and Jeannie Mai. Those are her co-hosts. And Amanda was like the latest addition to the show. She just was on for about six months before she actually resigned during quarantine. It was like a whole big thing, but. She has been so, so outspoken about everything going on with this movement. But the thing is with her, she lays things out so clearly on her Instagram. Like she does a lot of stories where she'll talk about things, like just her going on rants and stuff. But her rants are so eloquent and she hits so many points and she's so passionate and she speaks to everyone and everything. And I just love the way she talks. And so I would highly suggest going to her Instagram. She has a podcast called small doses that's really really good that um she talks about a lot of different things with a lot of different cool guests but I just love her her storytelling her passion her her what drives her is just so good and I think her leaving the real has actually kind of blessed her in a way because personally for me she's so passionate about what she talks about she she kind of wasn't a good fit for that show anyway because she was just like you could kind of tell the topics that they talk about in the real are kind of always like more positive and like light and she really wants to talk about serious issues and right so just she's more like I could see her on the view or maybe even like a correspondent on CNN or MSNBC something like that just something more intense so right I think it was a good move for her but they just announced that she is hosting the BET Awards this year it's going to be virtual of course but on Sunday June 28th Amanda will be hosting the BET Awards which is like a huge and I think it's just kind of like a result of all the work she's been doing for the Black community and I'm just happy for her. I'm excited to see how that goes and yeah, I mean, I guess I just wanted to highlight her because she's been having this conversation long before a lot of us were and I think beyond like just one big thing she's done, she's just always been working for the advancement and evolution of black people and for that i appreciate
0: her and i know a lot of people do for sure so another person i have been seeing or who's just been popping up on my instagram that i've found has been doing a lot of good is selena gomez i don't know if you follow her on instagram but especially now that a lot of feeds are going back to normal Every single day since June 5th, she has featured a different Black person, um, whether they be an activist, a writer, a professor. They take over her Instagram and they share information about what it's like to be Black in America, about what you can do, about their perspectives. And it's been really inspiring to see. And I mean, she has 180 million followers on Instagram which is insane. That's an insane reach. And I think it really has, you know, gotten to people and watching it and and reading it. And it's been really inspiring. Um, Somebody that, she's been compared to or who rather has been compared to her is Kylie Jenner who also has the same number of followers and hasn't really been doing anything Mm. Uh, I just thought I'd throw that out there really quickly Um, but we all knew that the Kardashians were problematic anyways. but yeah it's just been like I, I think especially now that you're starting to see people post normal pictures again enjoying their summer breaks whatever and then you see you know a a a post that's really inspirational every single day multiple posts a takeover from somebody who has a lesser audience than her who deserves as big of an audience as she does and who can help spread facts and knowledge
1: that's awesome and like you said her reach is so crazy I'm pretty sure she's one of the most followed people on Instagram yeah I think so that's really cool and I feel like that's an approach that not a lot of people are taking of having someone actually take over her Instagram so it's not even coming from her voice but she's literally giving people the platform that she has right giving it I love that yes Selena (laughs) yes and she you know she's been one she takes a lot of like social media breaks and stuff so it's like when she does speak we're all like "Ooh, what does she have to say so that's awesome that's really cool it's not necessarily like a thing to praise, but I think it's so great. Is that a lot of celebrities that you may not expect have been out protesting in the streets with with everyday citizens? Yeah. Um, people like Halsey, people like Ariana Grande, um, J Lo,
0: Michael- and her husband.
1: Yes, Bay Michael B Jordan has been out there. I know he's looking for me. You know, he's in LA, so he's got to come protest in Baltimore. But he's out there. He's coming. He's coming, you know, he's just going to walk his way across the country <laughs> quarantine. He's got time. He can get here. So that's awesome. Like just it's it's a very physical way to show your support, obviously. And like we said before, and it still holds true, there are thousands of ways to participate. And, you know, we are in the middle of a pandemic. So no, I totally understand if you're not trying to go outside right now um, and be this close to other people thousands of people um but yeah that was just surprising to me especially someone like ariana and um halsey in particular the fact that they are out there is great yeah halsey isn't she biracial i think halsey actually yeah yeah i think she
0: actually is black like yeah yeah, i think she is black yeah um there bit there was a lot of pictures going around of her specifically helping people who had been hit with rubber bullets like nursing people and I think the most interesting part of seeing all these celebs out and the pictures that are surfacing is that like they do blend in and at the end of the day like yes they are in positions of privilege but even if you're black and a celebrity like if you're just out I don't know if you decide to go to like the gas station without your your you know body Guards, or what are they yeah body bodyguards right that's the word um and you know you are a black man you are michael b jordan going out by yourself you are still subject to racial profiling and the you know systemic oppression that lives in this country so i think it's just been really powerful to people to see celebrities come out in solidarity solidarity and not just write instagram posts but actually go out you know the ones who are able to and who feel comfortable doing it Yep. True that. And
1: speaking of another type of way to be involved in terms of donations and financially, um, Michael Jordan, who we know has plenty of money. (laughs) He and his Jordan brand, so the company itself, they are donating a hundred million dollars in support of Black Lives Matter, um, wow. it, the money's going to be dispersed over the next 10 years, but it's going to go to various organizations that are fighting for racial justice. And that is huge. Like, that, like that's just amazing. Like,
0: that's so much money. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: that's so much money. And I think that's really cool. And big companies like that that are taking that kind of stand is really cool. And obviously... He's a black man and, of course, he's going to feel personal about this cause, but that's a lot of money and that's going to do nothing but good. So we, we applause him for that. For sure. But, you know, uh, uh, the petty part of us just, we can't just talk about the good things. We got to, we got to get a little negative because we got to call people out. I'm telling you, 2020, this is the year we're calling everybody out.
0: Okay. Everyone's if, getting called out left, right, center, left, right, everywhere, everywhere. And up, down, all around.
1: (laughs) I feel like that's a song, but yeah. Um, And this whole, we've talked about cancel culture before, but it is back and in full effect with this movement as it should be. Right. Because there are people out here, these celebrities do not know what they are doing and what they are saying. It's like they forget they have a platform. So we got stuff to talk about. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard some of these, stories and these scandals and these idiotic comments but we're talking about them because ugh, like I it's hard to even put into words the frustration the anger that I guess (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm
0: sorry (laughs) no go ahead it's like I feel like especially with white celebrities like you already are living with white privilege but being a white celebrity it's like your privilege is incomparable so so many of these people are so ignorant and have been living in their little ignorant bubble and I'm glad that somebody's finally bursting them and saying you can't do this you can't say this and you need to get with the times use your platform for good and if you say ignorant shit we're gonna call you out because you have such a big voice and you can reach so many people and you need to lead by example
1: exactly and I'm so tired of those fake ass apologies that are like I have grown from this or like I was a different person than bitch this was
0: two months ago okay this was last week the screenshot notes apologies on Instagram we've had enough we've had enough of those I know
1: I just graduated with my communication degree concentration in public relations like two seconds ago but I know these PR people are out here with their like crisis communication lists of like, copy and paste apologies that they just send to their clients aka the stupid ass celebrities because everybody's out here like I'm taking the time to sit back listen and learn like that's what you should have been doing before right then you wouldn't be in this predicament oh it's just everything is coming off so disingenuous and I know maybe some people are genuinely apologizing but it's like I feel like people's like our Fuses are too short, and like we, it's hard to believe with these apologies nowadays. You know, and I for guess sure. the biggest thing for me, like the biggest thing for me, that bothers me the most, and that I think has definitely been exacerbated because of the Trump campaign. Um, be, sorry, because of Trump's administration, is the comfortableness and com is comfortableness
0: a word? I don't the know. Comfort-
1: we can make it one. The comfort. Okay. The comfort, the comfort level of people to say such divisive and controversial statements, like, publicly with these big platforms, like, without regard for what the consequences could be. Like, right. it, to me, it's just the confidence to say it in the first place, whether or not you knew that it was bad. It's like, you should have more care for what you say, especially in 2020. Like, we, cancel culture is real. So, like, be careful with what you say. If you think it could be controversial, don't say it. And it's like
0: people aren't thinking. I have a question about that, though. Do you think that it's better that people are saying how they truly feel? Because I definitely think that when Trump became president, there was a shift in how people spoke. And now people don't really care anymore. So do you think it's better that people are say- are not being politically correct or whatever, if you will, anymore? That they're saying what they think, that they're being blatantly... Offensive, and that you know that that's the way they think now, and that people can you know cancel them or you know they can have repercussions because of it, or do you think that it's better that they just don't say anything? Because obviously, I don't want people saying offensive shit. At the same time, it's like I don't want to support somebody who's racist. You know,
1: you know how look, you hear people say, "I wish I could read people's minds," or like it would be cool to read people's mind. Being honest and open like that is the closest we're gonna get to that. So that's a hard question that you ask because part of me is like, yes, at least people are being honest and we see how people truly feel and are so that we can make our own personal decisions about how to move forward with that person or not. Right. So that's a tough question. I guess, I guess at the end of the day, I would rather people say what they mean. Cause then it's like, well, we know that who, that who, how you are and who you are. Right. Um, so yeah, so okay, so yes, I think I'm I'm glad people are being
0: honest, but it's like disappointing to see what their honest self—not just disappointing, it's infuriating. So let's get into some of these um recent okay things. Leah Michelle,
1: oh, I'm already mad.
0: Honestly, not even surprised. I don't think anybody can really see, say they're surprised because she was already labeled as like a diva. You know, people saw her that way. First of all, Rachel Berry, who is her character on Glee, that's how Leah Michelle came to fame, I think is actually very similar to Leah Michelle. Like, I think their personalities are very similar, and that's why I think she was cast as that role. Like, I think that it's not that different. So, to me, I was like, this isn't surprising, but it's still disappointing. So, if you don't know what happened, Samantha Ware... Who played uh, Jane Hayward in the last season of Glee, which ran for six seasons, um, tweeted in response to Leah Michelle. Well, first, Leah Michelle tweeted, George Floyd did not deserve this. This was on May 29th. This was not an isolated incident and it must end. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Samantha Ware, who was her former co star on Glee, tweeted, Back at Leah Michelle, in all caps, wrote, LMAO, remember when you made my first television gig a living hell? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. Cause I'll never forget. I believe you told everyone that if you had the opportunity, you would shit in my wig, amongst other traumatic microaggressions that made me question a career in Hollywood. Damn. So she really unveiled some stuff about Leah Michelle. And now Amber Riley, who uh, was on All Seasons of Glee, who played the character Mercedes, replied to that tweet. Or no, I think she tweeted on her own with a gif of somebody, I think it was Kermit sipping his tea. And that's a cosign. That's what?
1: That's a cosign. She agrees.
0: Oh, for sure. And Yvette Nicole Brown, who um was on The Mayor with Liam Michelle, which was like a TV show she did after Glee. I think it only had one season or so it was kind of a flop. But she tweeted back saying that she quote felt every one of those capital letters, end quote. And after that there were just a bunch of accusations coming out, um, not just microaggressions, but also just Leah Michelle being a straight up mean person, like extras on set, her being really rude to them and guest stars. And I think it's really interesting that for so long she was labeled as a diva and in the end what that really meant is that she was racist and that you know she was a bad person but she had the privilege of being labeled as a diva i was telling lydia i feel like it's similar to the same way that when the me too movement came about people men who were labeled as you know um a little problem or hard to work with um you then found out that it was because they sexually harassed and sexually assaulted women or just also men, you know, people on set. Um, I feel like that's a, a similar situation to the diva label. Like, in this situation, her being a diva seemed to be the excuse for all the ways she acted, which seems like she had a lot of incidents where she was pretty awful. So... (sighs) <sighs> she gave out one of those screenshot apologies which isn't even worth the time to read because it's like every other screenshot note apology put on Instagram um I will grow from this yeah exactly it was like I'm gonna be a mother in a couple months and I hope right. you know like I, I'll grow from this and I can be a better mom it's just it's not it's sad how unsurprising this particular person coming out as you know being racist is to me and I think that she had such a big career in Hollywood that means that her actions were forgiven for so long over and over because she was so talented like Lee Michelle is undeniably talented she has an incredible voice and she has a big personality and it worked well for her characters but that doesn't mean that it should forgive the way she treats other co-stars on set.
1: Exactly. And, you know, once is enough. But someone like her who has, like, multiple, and multiple allegations that we, some of which we haven't even heard, like, it, it just makes your apology that much weaker. Because, like, you know, shame on, what's that phrase? Like, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. Whatever. Fool, you know what I'm talking about. That, right. Like, the more and more things that she did, she's just showing you who she is like mm-hmm. this is this is her, you know, and right. I'm not saying she can't change, but it's like your apology isn't enough like you got to do some work because clearly this is how you were, and like you said, which is a great point, she had so much covered up because she had such a long career and still does you know like she's a, she is a working successful actress and singer, right. so that's that's really a shame but uh yeah this this story in particular is not surprising at all she just seems she seemed like a diva so yeah. this is just like the cherry on top like of course she's a racist of course
0: and of course like if it had been one incident it would have already been bad but sometimes when these things happen like people who have worked with you will come out and say, you know, oh, I had a good experience working. Like if Amber Riley, who worked with her from the start of Glee for six seasons had come out in her defense, it could have been like still a racist incident, but it could have been, you know, there could have been other factors or something. I mean, it's not forget it's never forgiven, but if somebody came to your defense who worked with you and said, you know, I never got that side, maybe it was just like a really shitty time in her life or something still doesn't forgive it but the fact that nobody who worked with her came out and said like well i never saw her do these things and she was always really great with like my black friends or something everyone that was black has come out against her who has worked with her for a long time it just goes to show that like this is this was truly a problem that is ingrained in her and who she is and that like you said. She has work to do.
1: So next on our list is Vanderpump Rules, which if you don't know, is a show on Bravo. They're in like their eighth season now that is all about these waiters and waitresses at this restaurant called Sir, which is owned by Lisa Vanderpump, who was a real housewives of Beverly Hills until she left and is now like just on Vanderpump Rules. Anyway, it's a fan favorite. There's a lot of like, main stars on the show, two of which are named Stassi Schroeder and Kristen Dute. I think it's, I don't know if it's Dute or Dute. I don't watch the show, but basically they're in the news right now because they were both just fired along with a couple other cast members that are like major staples of the show. Bravo fired them from Vanderpump Rules because of some racial actions, sorry, because of some racist actions they took. That have now come to light basically there's another girl on the show named faith and she's black and she tweeted about something that happened with Stasi and kristen and now it's just snowballed so basically on the show faith cheated with one of the guys that Stasi was talking to at the time and there was all this drama but what they didn't show on the show is that there was this black woman in the area the show takes place in la There was a Black woman that was wanted for these crimes of, like, drugging men and stealing their money. Um, It was kind of like the Hustlers movie played out in real life.
0: Mm.
1: And basically the police were, like, looking for this woman. And Stassi and Kristen called the police saying that Faith did it. They basically framed her and, like, literally turned her in as the person that did these crimes obviously because
0: she cheated with the boyfriend they were that
1: mad and that petty and that dumb and that racist that was their way of punishing her so somehow this was covered up and now it's come to light and they were fired from the show which is like a big deal because they are like the main stars of that show but it's just like Also, good job, bravo, for taking a statement. No way, no, like, there's no excusing anything about this. They've admitted that they did this. Like, there's, like, they did it. So the other two, there was two guys, um, Max and Brett, that were also fired. So, of course, like everybody else, Stassi made a statement that, to me, was only problematic. I'm not going to read it, but part of it was really problematic to me. This happened in 2018, so two years ago. And she had the nerve to say racially insensitive comments from my past have resurfaced. I'm like, these aren't just comments. Like, like, I know.
0: Yeah.
1: And I know she's going to like, you know, try and make it sound better than it is obviously because she's on the defense, but like, like, can you believe, like, she literally, I, to me this is like one of the worst things these people have done. Like, like, you're jeopardizing someone's livelihood and their life. It's, at, it's like the, the, her crime doesn't match the punishment. Like what Faith did is not on the same level what they're doing. It's kind of right. like, to me, it's like a- Amy Cooper-esque of like. It
0: is. You know? yeah. It's using that threat. It's like the, I'm going to call the cops on you because you are a black person. And I know that this could potentially ruin your entire life. Like they could kill you or they could take you to jail or send you to prison for life. For something that you didn't do.
1: And they didn't even just think, like, oh my God, that would be funny. They took the time to call the police to frame her, knowing that she had nothing to do with that. It's that... like, ugh. So, so to me, I'm like, sh- is that technically a criminal act in and of itself? Because they knew it wasn't her, R- regardless of their ill feelings and ill intent. Like, it's like, I'm pretty they, sure they that is. The like, they're lying to the police about it. That's what they did.
0: I think there's a crime that is that is under that category where it's like you're not like you can get in trouble for calling in a false like an accusation you know is false. Mm.
1: Well, yeah, so that that is like crazy to me and and I just couldn't when I first said that I was like, are you kidding me? And she, you know, she did her normal thing of those statements like i'm gonna take the time to look closer at myself and my actions to listen to learn and take accountability for my own privilege like this isn't even like privilege this is this is, this is just like an evil act they did you know
0: an like, evil racist act like yeah. they like i can't believe that they were so ignorant that they wouldn't have thought about the repercussions of their act you know what i mean yeah. Like I can't believe that they were unaware of what the possible repercussions of that could have been. Besides like her like sending the police over. Like the fact that she was a black woman and they were sending the police. Mhm. So, That's just so fucked up. Right. Exactly. Vanderpump rules more like Vanderpump sucks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good one. Yeah, no, I mean, they're not on it. I was gonna say don't watch the show anymore, like, but they won't be on it anyway. But it's like, just don't even like, I didn't watch it before. I, of course, had heard about it. And it was a popular show. But like, I just, I, I almost wonder, like, should it go further into the sh- show being canceled? Because, because, you know, people knew about I'm sure, like, the castmates, other castmates, I feel like would have known about it at the time, you know, yeah. and they covered it up. Because, you know, the show continued. This was 2018. But I don't know. I just disgusting. It's, it's it's a shame.
0: So KJ Apa, who is a star on the CW show Riverdale, which you know, I think that started only like two or three years ago. So he is blown up very quickly. He's an Australian actor, but now he lives in the U S and um, you know, he's done a lot of other movies, which recently one of the movies he did and starred in was, called The Hate You Give, um, which is based on a book which has had a lot of acclaim um, and has been featured in a lot of um, reading lists for people to read about being ant- actively anti-racist and learning what um, the Black experiences in this country. It's been a highly recommended book. So recently, and you you know he was the main he was one of the main characters in that movie, and recently he's been getting a lot of flack because besides posting a black square on Blackout Tuesday, he has stayed completely silent on the topic, and people have been corralling him saying, listen you were in this movie you." Probably support its message. We're assuming why have you stayed so silent on this issue, on everything that's going on. In response to uh, all of these messages he got, he tweeted, I don't need to post about my opinions and beliefs in order for them to be real to me. I support Black lives, but I don't feel it's necessary to prove to people I do by posting my attendance at these protests. So but yeah, I kind of wanted to know what your thoughts on that were, because it's a very confusing tweet because it seems as though he's insinuating that he is going to the protests, but that he does just doesn't want to post his attendance on social media or participate on social media. But because he hasn't been posting on social media, there is no way to verify that he has been going to the protests. And he says, I support Black Lives but I don't feel it's necessary to like do anything about it on his platform, which is weird because like he's saying he supports them, but he doesn't want to use his privileged platform to support them. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I feel like it was a very tone deaf tweet. I don't, I'm not going to come out and say that, you know, he's racist. It just seems like he's tone deaf and maybe not aware of why his tweets sounded so tone-deaf and why it seemed like he was ignoring his privilege, but what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it was tone-deaf. I think that whether they like it or not, celebrities with a platform have to use it to their advantage and for good, and to me, like, yeah, you, how do you support something without, like, Acting on it, like I, I, I know, I know you can verbally say you support something and be in favor of something and like not take action, but at the same time, it's like in this particular case, you can't. Like you got to back up your words with your actions. Mm. So it's hard because I understand if he doesn't want to post necessarily, like you know that whole thing we were talking about with it being performative and like, right. even though I may not personally agree with that, I, I guess I can understand it, but he's just gotta be yeah um, less tone deaf and just I don't think there's anything negative that can come from him showing what he's doing as Mm -hmm. long as he's not you know making it a vlog or like making it look like it's like for views and like an event like look what we're doing today you know so so yeah I agree I, I wouldn't necessarily be like oh he's a racist but I I think he needs to like do something and and be vocal about
0: it you know what I want to liken this to? Hmm. But it might not be like, the, it's not the same situation, but I remember when Todrick Hall, do you know who he is? Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, before she came out and started becoming political, which I think she did like just last year. Mm-hmm. Um, she did so because one of her best friends, Todrick Hall, who is a gay black man, didn't know whether she supported gay marriage or not and he asked her one day after years of their friendship and he was like are you cool with like who i am and what i want and like my identity and in that moment she realized that if he couldn't understand as her best friend that she was supportive of that how were any of her followers going to know that she was in support of that and that that was part of who she was and i feel like it's a similar situation here it's like okay yes like you can be in support of black lives matter but if you have the people who are giving you your career and giving you your platform questioning whether you support the them being alive and you want to help protect them then there is an issue at hand
1: i so agree yep and that's a great example exactly i i think it's just it goes back to like you just with the there's no more room for being silent like i feel like that's just what it is and yeah he hopefully will speak up and use his platform like I don't know celebrities out here like I know they don't all want to be role models or whatever but it's just you've got to realize like you are a successful person in a place of power and in a spotlight and that comes with a platform whether you like it or not and and just use it like if anything, you're using it for good. So I don't know why it's just this big burden to bear and this big responsibility. Right. Like, no. Come on, KJ. Please speak up. We welcome you. We love you for it. Right. Like, you were
0: in a great movie about great- this topic. So follow that- up like your character. Your, if your character would be tweeting and he was a good guy, then follow his lead and you tweet.
1: Yeah, okay, let life imitate art. How about that?
0: Thank you. T.
1: Okay, mm. now we're going up to Canada, because this shit doesn't just stay in America, of course. No. no.
0: Nope.
1: We got Canadian celebrity Jessica Mulroney, okay? She might be known for her show, I Do Redo, which is a... Uh, wedding show. She's a stylist, basically. She's a TV personality, and she's a stylist, and she has this wedding show that has now been canceled, which you'll know why in a second. She's also known for being Meghan Markle's best friend, or one of Meghan Markle's best friends. She was in the royal wedding. Well, no, I'm sorry. She wasn't in it. Her kids were in the wedding. Um, She has twin boys and a daughter, and they were all, like, kids in the wedding with little petals or whatever. I don't know what they call it in Britain, but yeah. So she's, she is famous, especially in Canada. And her husband actually is the son of a former prime minister. So like, they're just, they have money, they're famous, all this thing. But (sighs) Jessica.
0: What did Jessica do?
1: So Jessica is out here thinking everything's about her, having her white privileged self Go on Instagram and watch this 11-minute video of um, this black fashion blogger, Sasha Exeter. So Sasha basically posted this long video um, talking about how people that are silent on Instagram that have platforms need to speak up and talk more about what's going on and how they can help. And Jessica took this personally, started DMing Sasha, all this stuff talking about like um you know why are you coming for me blah 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 when sasha's like whoa this is not i wasn't just talking about you right but there's like a lot of rumors from insiders that jessica is really insecure in terms of how she comes across as her own little tv personality or whatever in canada wherever but basically it all came to a head when at like two in the morning jessica dm'd sasha and basically threatened to sue her for libel and said good luck and basically what she means by that what it what the message that comes from that is that she's trying to, to basically like ruin Sasha's livelihood off of things that she feels like Sasha is saying about Jessica which it's, it literally never was about her to begin with but she right. made it about her and made it this thing. and people freaked out because it's like you know Jessica has a lot of privilege and she knows that and she's using that white privilege to possibly take down this single black mother um, and ruin her livelihood, which is social media influencing basically. But so it just, it didn't come across right. And the, what, what she said just did not sit well, nor should it with anyone. Right. And so basically right now, Jessica's being quote unquote canceled. She has a lot of um, sponsorships and deals with people like good morning America. She goes on there a lot and does style segments canceled she's no longer allowed on the show Mm. ever um her show that i mentioned before um i do redo was canceled there's rumors that she and megan markle are having issues and megan kind of has canceled her out of her life i
0: would understand that
1: not for nothing i would think megan would have to do that publicly at least you know it's just a show she's not you know not supporting jessica um but then i was reading an article that said their relationship has been really rocky for a while but they were tight like when harry and meghan were going through all that megxit they called it like when they were leaving the royal
0: megxit that's <laughs> so funny i've never heard that oh yeah no. basically
1: they got meghan and harry got a house in canada at one point um, when they were leaving england and right. when they would ever go back to finish up whatever royal duties they have Archie their baby would stay with Jessica and her family and like she would watch the baby so they were tight so they
0: were close yeah
1: so she's basically going through it and the tea is someone else like wrote some blogger wrote op ed about her about Jessica and said that there are a lot of people in Canadian media with their own Jessica Mulroney stories and some of them are thinking of telling them now after Sasha opened the door so more stuff could come to light either way it's like she just she needs to go she's problematic but yeah it's like her husband is so powerful i think he's a journalist but like i said like he's the son of a prior pri- prime minister um and jessica you know has her own platform and her own reach so i i don't she's got some stuff or, she needs except, to go work on yeah again another person who's got some stuff to work on um
0: She can watch the movie that K.J. Yappa was in, The Hate You Give, to start working on it.
1: Exactly. So stay tuned for how her career unfolds because she's got some work to do, like you said. So let's go on to some other controversies that aren't necessarily, like, specific people, but some tea that's happening. First... There has been a major announcement today, Wednesday, June 17th, about the Syrup Aunt Jemima. What's going on with that?
0: They're changing the name!
1: That's major! Thank you! Thank you. Mm, mm. This is a long time coming. Uh, So basically, PepsiCo, who owns um, Aunt Jemima, the whole brand, they announced today that they're changing the name, I don't know what to, but they're going to change the name and the logo on this the bottle. It's which about is like,
0: time. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thanks. Thank you, PepsiCo. It's sad that it had to be now, but at least it's happening. Yeah. And this wouldn't have happened, I'd like to say, if there are people – We'ren't out there protesting, so thank you, protesters. Thank you, everyone who's doing something for this movement. Because, like, real change is happening. It's happening very slowly, and it's not everything that we are asking for. That's why we have to keep going for it. But stuff like this, little stuff like little stuff like this, which isn't that little, like mm-hmm. it's gonna add up. And and it slowly, as a society, we're gonna hopefully start to change. Hopefully
1: exactly and like you said it's like the more we talk the more things get changed it's like the squeaky wheel gets the oil it's so true Mm. and what else okay so this is like a very big local controversy that's happening right now at least here in Baltimore Um, my actual high school and then another high school nearby um, they're having their own issues with their racist past so basically my high school and the other high school which is called Loyola um Blakefield is what it's called Loyola Blakefield and McDonough these two schools are filled with some issues of their past including um their founders so McDonough's founder was known he was a slave owner and slaves helped build the school and he basically was a rich guy that passed away and in his will left money for um, a school for orphan boys to be made in Maryland. But then also he created a bunch of public schools that are like numbered like McDonough one, McDonough two, McDonough three in New Orleans in Louisiana. Gotcha. So I think last weekend in Louisiana, he, so John McDonough is buried, buried in um, New Orleans and his, his, he had a statue there that was actually taken down and thrown into the river. I don't know what river, but it was basically, like, it's it was all over the news. And now there are calls for the name of the school to change yeah. because they people feel like the name acknowledges, like, the past. And then at Loyola Blakefield, they, the Blakefield part of the name is being petitioned to change because there's this family called, their last name was Blake, that actually at one point in time had a contract with the school to, in exchange for giving land to build the school or like add on to the school, no black boys. It's a black school. I mean, sorry. Mm. It's a school for boys. It's it's not co-ed. It's all boys. Yeah. But they actually, in, a, in exchange for the land, said no black boys could be admitted to the school. And this was like, I think 1950 something to 1970 something so that's what's going on in maryland and i don't know i mean there's been a lot of talk especially on social media like specifically with mcdonough the mcdonough um, instagram page has had a lot of recent fights between alumni people of color and some white alumni it's kind of going off and i don't know how any of this is going to play out but how do you feel do you think the names change I guess the pessimist in me doesn't see that ever happening. Right. I think that at the very least, maybe like a building could be named after one of the first black boys to attend mm. McDonough maybe would be a good start. I think I feel a little strongly about Loyola taking the Blakefield field off their name. Cause they explicitly said like had a time where no black boys were admitted. Right. But with McDonough, like my dad went there as well and he was the third African American to not get in but to graduate I believe wow that's that's crazy and he graduated in 1973 so that's crazy yeah at least they need to commemorate them in some way and they even when I was still in high school they talked about how they were gonna the art department was gonna create like a slave memorial on campus and and that was just like never talked about again it it was like announced and then nothing ever happened with it And McDonough, it's like I loved my time there, and and what it could be way more diverse. Obviously, they have plenty of work to do in the diversity in the diversity department. But I was never personally targeted in any way racially. But there was plenty of microaggressions, of course, all the time. You know, boys talking about you're pretty for a black girl. It's like you heard it all the time, stuff like that, stupid things. But there's definitely, I've noticed through looking online, there's a lot of alumni that are much older than me that feel very strongly about changing the name yeah. and doing more, which which I think is good because people have brought up a good point about following the money. Like, we need to look at who donates to the school because that those people have a lot of influence over right. what gets done. And yeah. McDonough is the school that is very heavily reliant on their donations and there's a lot of very powerful rich alumni that do donate to the school and do have a say in what happens and so I think that might be a way to go about it um to maybe make some changes like go through those people but I don't know it it definitely hits close to home but it's like
0: (sighs) I feel like it's hard to go to a school every day knowing its roots and knowing that where it came from was a place that wouldn't want you you know I mean I don't think it's something I'll ever be able to fully understand but I can only imagine how hard it was for your dad being like one of the first black people to enter that school which obviously had developed its own like white bubble and how hard it must have been to go through that and probably all the fucked up shit that was said to him so I think it's something that pe- a lot of people need to think about, and it's it goes along with the Confederate statues and the Confederate flags and all this stuff. It's like we don't need to commemorate these people who did horrible things. We just don't need we don't need to name buildings after them. That might have happened until now, but why does it still need? Why does this man still need a building? He's not alive anymore, and he owns slaves. Right. Change it's, it. hard.
1: it's hard because I think that. For me, it's like consistency is a big thing. So I feel like, you know, if you're going to take down this statue, then you have to take down this statue. And it's like right. the White House was built by slaves. So it's like, do you do you, do you tear that down and create a new, you know, like it's so complex and such a, a large issue that touches like everywhere in this country. It's just mm. like, what do you, you know, like what is realistically going to be done? So I, I don't know. It's, it's a big, it's, you know, you know, it's a big topic right now
0: we all are hearing about it, so. TBD, I guess, what happens with the schools.
1: Yeah. Okay. We also got to touch on the NFL because, obviously, you, Margo, have a specific uh, complaint that you want to mention?
0: I'm from D.C. Mm -hmm. Talking about name-changing Redskins. Oh. Mm. In case you didn't know, I think... You know, if you grew up in the DMV, you're told it because that name is just so racist and gross. But a red skin was when white men on the frontier would kill a Native American and they would scalp their heads. And the inside, it was called a red skin because the inside of the scalp was red. And they took that back as like their prize. (sighs) So, First of all, gruesome and disgusting. Say all, I don't know if you've seen the merch sold, but it's just like an uh, a Native American chief put on. I mean, it's just like a stereotype that is being sold and making so much money. And it's like it doesn't need to be called the Redskins. There is no, it's we're it's it has nothing to do with Washington D.C. You know, like call it. The, like, we have the Nationals, and then we, ha- and we have the Capitals, and we have the Reds, the Wizards. Right. And I don't know what the Wizards have to do with, like, I don't know what that name has to do with DC, but it's fun. It's a wizard. Woo, wizard! And then you have Redskins. Like, it's not needed. It's so outdated. It's so yeah. offensive. Get rid of it. Nobody wants it, and you can come up with a better name. Redskins isn't even like it's a, it's not even it's not even it's offensive it's not even a good name. Mm. Like I Ravens can't... is so much cooler.
1: Ravens. <laughs> no, it, it is and it's just like I can't believe the Redskins, like that name. I just it's a shame. Like I can't believe that has even lasted all these years. Like it's so blatantly racist and so wrong. Like
0: uh, and it's like every time their logo comes up when they're playing a game you know it's like this like I can't even imagine being Native American and watching that
1: right yeah that's I would love to hear the perspective of a Native American person on that um no yeah I'm I'm with you change the name talk about real changes being done that's one like do that yep Mm -hmm. toss it Um, Well, that's something that Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, could speak on and do something about, just like recently, which is a good thing. So let's keep on this good track that he's on. He said that he would be in favor of a team, an NFL team signing Colin Kaepernick, and that he welcomes Colin Kaepernick's voice on all these movements, issues, and that he supports a team making that decision to bring Colin Kaepernick back. So... You know, he can, I'm glad he said that. Now he needs to maybe push these teams to a yeah. little harder, maybe follow up on that. But I feel like Colin Kaepernick is out here like I told all y'all. Like he – and I don't know where he got the idea to kneel, Um, but I guess kneeling the opposite of standing. But just that dichotomy of like him kneeling and then the George Floyd video, it's like – I hope he's somewhere old all y'all because, like, what's what's a worst form of what's more un-American now? You know, because so many people that mm. were anti-Kaepernick, we're talking about how kneeling is the most you know un-American thing you can do during the anthem and all that. And it's like, well, what about what Derek Chauvin did and those other cops? You know, what if
0: you're wearing a badge that is supposed to protect this country and you're kneeling then? Also, I, like, I never, like, I wasn't following sports at the time that that happened, so I was only hearing it about it through, like, you know, different news outlets and stuff. But I was just, like, how can you get literally banned from a sport you have played your entire life, not because you're not good enough to make the team, not because nobody wanted you, but because you chose to kneel during the national anthem. Like, I don't, what about, what about somebody who chews, who chewed gum during the national anthem? Like, are they going to get tossed out? Like, what are we considering offensive here? Like, he was kneeling because this country is so racist. And he was like, I'm not going to stand for the flag when black men are out here being killed. And then the NFL was like, mm bye. Right. And look at him
1: now like he was right about everything and and he's just so validated in his action and i just hope shout out to colin you know shout
0: out to colin part of me hopes he doesn't even come back to be like screw you but also like i feel like he should play he should start his own team that yeah. is all black and oh. wins the super bowl
1: <laughs> yeah I know. Part of me, too, is like, don't even come back and just do your own thing and keep keep with this movement because you're such a powerful voice in it. Yeah. And that's why I love that Nike ad he did, I think, last year that Nike did with him. I just, I love it. I love him. Mm.
0: Colin Kaplan.
1: I think our main takeaway of this episode is that there's so much more work to be done. But... We're continuing to
0: talk about it. So just keep with it. Keep talking about it. Keep doing the work. We took a lighthearted approach, more lighthearted today. Um, But obviously celebrities aren't the only people who need to do work. I know I have so much work to do and so do people around me and so do the people around you, listeners. So let's just keep going. And I think that close this off we're gonna tell you guys some inspirational quotes.
1: Mine is Vic, very just on brand with what you said. It's unknown but it was given to me in the form of advice when I graduated but I think it so applies to this movement and it says take one step at a time and try to make sure it's forward.
0: Mine is by Thomas Payne. We have it in our power to begin the world over again. We're creating a new world.
1: Yep. And it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It takes time. But as long as we're committed and we all stay committed and stay with the mindset that we're all working toward equality and just basic human rights, I think we will see a better tomorrow. And again, don't forget to go to the links that are here and look at different ways you can help. And, you know, that's just a few of many. So keep educating yourself, keep listening, keep reflecting, keep doing all that. And, of course, speak your mind as well. And
0: we'll see you guys in two weeks.